0: Healthy Developments Gesunde Entwicklungen
1: Sehat Man tariki. Le Dévelopment de la Santé Gova
2: Desarrollo Saludable
1: Hello, you're listening to the Healthy Developments Podcast with me, Ruth Evans. And I'm Anna von Renner, the Editor of Healthy Developments. Welcome, Anna, and to the very first of our Healthy Developments Podcasts. Later, we'll be visiting Pakistan to hear about how the challenges posed by COVID-19 have resulted in some innovative ways of working. But first, Anna, for anyone not familiar with Healthy Developments, can you please tell us
2: what it is and what you do? Healthy Developments is about German development cooperation in health and social protection. We write stories about German-supported projects and we share them on our website health.bmz.de and through our social media channels.
1: And these health and social protection development projects that you report on through social media and your website
2: are all funded by the German government? Yes, they are all funded and commissioned by the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development, the BMZ and implemented by GIZ or KFW, the German Development Bank, working with various partners in different parts of the world. So why have you decided to launch these podcasts now? We produced many stories on how German colleagues and their partners deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. Crises really produce amazing new ideas and innovations, and we can see that happen right now. And actually listening to a colleague who talks about that is inspiring and makes you want to do similar things. The main thing about this podcast is that it is a new way of bringing people into the world of development cooperation, of getting a feel for what the realities are of projects that are working to improve people's lives. So, if you're listening to this and you're part of such a project and have a story you'd like to share, get in touch with us. And how should they do that? You can just drop me an email to editor at healthy-developments.de. Many thanks, Anna.
0: Healthy developments. Gesunde <laughs>
1: Entwicklungen. And today, in the first of our Healthy Developments podcasts, we're in Pakistan, hearing about how the social health protection program there has risen to the enormous challenges posed by the pandemic. My name is Gulrof Mehboob. I'm
3: working as technical advisor for social health protection, GIZ project here in Pakistan.
0: My name is Usman Baksud. I work as a Chief Executive Officer in MMC General Hospital in Peshawar. My job is to take care of the finances and the administrative part, not the medical side, but the, the finance and, and the general administration side.
3: Pakistan recently has planned to expand this program of social health protection or health insurance in the country and uh, move towards a universal health coverage program so, my work with GIZ is making sure that our partners, which mostly are in the region of the provinces of Punjab, Khyber Pakhtunkhwa, and in the federal areas, and we provide them technical support in achieving those
4: objectives. In this social health protection program,
3: The main issue all the stakeholders faced, which means the insurance company, which means the government and which means the hospitals which are providing services to the patients, is that nobody actually knew how much a hospital is spending on treating a particular patient, a particular illness. And the insurance company was reimbursing them based on some assumed costs.
0: This costing is a constant headache for us because generally hospitals do not go into disease-specific costing they are department specific, they are not disease specific. So this was very different and this was very difficult as well.
3: So initially before COVID, we planned a number of training workshops which were supposed to take place face-to-face where we would be inviting all these hospitals and you know, we'll deliver the sessions to them and they would know how to do the costing and they'll do the exercise and then they will negotiate the rate with the insurance company. As of Monday, March 30th, Pakistan has 1,625 confirmed cases of coronavirus and 18 dead as a result of the disease. But many fear that the real numbers are much higher because Pakistan of the land. Suddenly, we were in the middle of this pandemic and uh, we still had to carry on the work. Almost all the hospitals, their capacity was exhausted.
4: I'm working as a senior manager of finance in Dr. Akbar Niazi Teaching Hospital and I am Muhammad Waqas. Every hospital is feeling the pressure of COVID-19 patients. Many of our staff, you know, suffered COVID. I, myself, suffered COVID in July.
3: So there were no more beds available for COVID patients in all major hospitals. And there was a point where I think it was quite scary because we really thought that maybe the whole system will just collapse.
0: When the COVID started, we stopped our outpatient services for elective and non-emergency cases. Only emergency went through. So the financial side of the business went down a lot because we needed more staff, but we had less paying patients. And then there was initially, you will remember that there was a shortage of protective gear all over the world. Face masks that would cost for uh, around three or four Pakistani rupees that went up to 30 and 40 rupees per mask. The jump was quite huge. So
3: December December, only 15 days, 47,953 cases you chuke hain we understood that, okay, these workshops can't take place face-to-face. And the only option left was, okay, let's try having these training sessions virtually, making them able to actually go through a virtual training exercise where they were not only supposed to learn the costing model, but they were supposed to implement the costing model and come up with prizes and costing.
0: Initially, I was like, how will this be done online? Because I didn't have any prior experience with these online workshops. So initial reaction was like, I don't know. I was like a, a bit skeptical, I think. The hospitals were pretty busy, so it was difficult to coordinate.
3: Initially, what we thought was that this will be one or two workshops. So we'll have one virtual workshop with uh, Khabar Pakhtoonkhoa and one virtual workshop with another province. But what happened was that I felt that this is not possible. So I had to contact each and every hospital and person individually because they told me that they just can't sit for hours for this workshop and they can't conduct this exercise because they're dealing with so many patients. The number of coronavirus cases in Pakistan has passed 100,000. Infections jumped after the Islamic holy month of Ramadan. So I called one hospital in this remote area And he said, look, we are in this life and death situation and you're asking us to have a training and then, you know, conduct this whole costing exercise. His concern was right. But I mean, the only thing I could say to him was that, yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, you're in a very challenging situation, but we don't know when this pandemic is going to end. It might take years and we have to move on and we have to work because it's it's essential.
0: The workshop happened in my office. I sat with me my finance department and the doctors who were involved in de- treating those diseases but it was difficult because there was a time when all of our finance department was in isolation because one of them contacted uh, covid and uh, the rest of were in isolation and when they came back one of our hr department became out covid positive so we had to send the rest of them as, to home as well. And when they came back, there was a time when our, one of our doctors got uh, COVID positive and then her department was sent to home for two or three days until their tests came out negative and then they came back. So it, I think it took a, a whole 45 days, I think, for us to submit our rates for the TGGs. Gulrokh knows the, how, how hard we worked on this.
3: I had to conduct this workshop many times and i told the participants that okay so my timetable is open if you are free let's say 12 o'clock at night if you're free sunday if you're free monday saturday doesn't matter whichever time suits you uh, we can have these sessions and they agreed
4: one day my boss called me and said that look we are you know going through this uh, exercise which is conducted by giz to streamline the cost of different uh, hospital treatment uh, packages. So I just contacted the GIZ coordinator and uh, she uh, explained me everything. I think twice, (laughs) I called her twice, you know, because it was the start. So I don't want to miss anything. And uh, we had, I think two, three sessions virtually. The workshop itself was very good, but I think the success of this
0: workshop was down to Gulbrook's good approach towards the trainees after the workshop. She encouraged us to contact her about each and everything even after the workshop. I was in constant uh, contact with her after the workshop, and we had uh, half an hour long discussions just on the phone for specific minute details because this was a very, very detailed workup. I mean, we worked on how much cost of an orderly who takes the patient to and from the ward and to other places in the hospital, the cost of that on the disease, the cost of electricity on the disease, the cost of fuel, generator fuel, the the small things. So we discussed each and every one of those details.
3: So I had this constant sore throat because of talking constantly on telephone and on Skype and catching up with people. The hospitals that we were taking on board for training also included a number of district-level hospitals, public hospitals, which are located remotely in in different areas. And uh, they had a lot of issues in having a good internet connection, let's say. With a lot of them, I had to just simply deliver these sessions on the telephone because their internet was not really working well. So the first important lesson I think everybody learned out of this pandemic is that you need to have a very good internet so it might not be good clothing or good food, but yeah, your internet, sh- that has to be perfect. When this whole exercise was done, the doctors or the hospital staff, they said that this whole exercise was very difficult for us, but we did that and now we can see that it is not only beneficial for us for the reimbursement or the package rates, but we are actually using this model now for our own financial management of the hospital. And I think what they were really impressed with was the fact that they actually learned it themselves. So they were like, wow, OK, so we can do it ourselves now. I think that's, that's a huge achievement because before that, hospitals were constantly looking for support. And I think they thought that they would always need a consultant to do this for them. But our idea was that you need to learn this yourself because this is not one-time exercise. You have to repeat it every year.
0: This workshop enlightened us in the way that we can go towards disease-specific costing as well, which we previously thought was not possible.
4: That exercise, actually, it helped me a lot in defining the COVID-19 packages for the patients. I used the techniques in the training two, three months back and I came up with a package, so that the charging can be fair for both the hospital and the patient.
0: Now, we know what the insurance company is thinking, and we use this workshop as a reference that, look, this disease is costing us this much as per the model that was discussed with GIZ. And that is a major, a major benefit for the hospital.
3: This virtual workshop and this whole exercise, they made all of us confident that things can actually take place virtually. And this was something which was taken up very positively by the hospitals. When this whole exercise was done, they told me that, okay, uh, what we are thinking is that next time we are going to have a lot of trainings because now we know that we can actually sit in our hospital and take the virtual trainings. So I think that was one important lesson for everybody that digitalization is very important. Pandemic or no pandemic I mean, we, we, we have to move in this direction. I think the most important learning is that humans are very adaptable and I mean, whatever challenge is there, you will just find a way you know, to deal with that.
1: Gulrukh Mehboob, ending that report from Pakistan. You also heard Usman Maksood and Mohammed Waqas. Thank you all for sharing your experiences with us. And in the next Healthy Developments podcast, we'll be in West Africa to hear about COVID's impact on a number of countries there that have only recently emerged from a serious Ebola epidemic, as well as still continuing the struggle against HIV and AIDS. Join us then, and thanks for listening.
0: Le de la santé. Go
1: Healthy developments. The Healthy Developments podcast is presented and produced by me, Ruth Evans, for the Global Health Project that GIZ implements on behalf of the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development.